What a joy it is every year for us to remember the Christmas story, the time where God himself really became flesh and dwelt among us. And we could behold him and we could see him, but more than that, we could know him. And he would come to us in such a way, such supernatural power and glory and a miraculous event. So listen as we read the Christmas story. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David." to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds watching over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from, from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, let us go even now into Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was even conceived in the womb. Merry Christmas. Claus. <laughs> I love it when she reads the story because she has such compassion and passion for the things of the Lord. And um, I want to conclude a series in a very short way. I want to greet all our children, uh, five years old, old and up, and say welcome. And uh, if your uh, children um, 
have a tendency to get a little bit loud, uh, you can go ahead and take them out into the foyer. We would have chairs for you out there. And, uh, but let's just spend a few minutes in the Word of God. But I just want to say to many of you, y'all are crazy because uh, that's what they say in the South. Uh, because many of you were emailing me, calling me, asking me if I was going to read the joke called Desperate Measures. I wasn't planning on that, but then I just decided uh, the other day that I would because of so many of you desiring that. So it's called Desperate Measures. Little Johnny went to his mother demanding a new bicycle. His mother decided that he should take a look at himself and the way he acts. She said, well, Johnny, it isn't Christmas, and we don't have the money to just go out and buy you anything you want, so why don't you write a letter to Jesus and pray for one instead? After his temper tantrum, his mother sent him to his room. He finally sat down to write a letter to Jesus. Dear Jesus, I've been a good boy this year and would appreciate a new bicycle. Your friend, little Johnny. Now, little Johnny knew that Jesus really knew what kind of boy he was, in parentheses, a brat. So he ripped up the letter and decided to give it another try. Dear Jesus, I've been an okay boy this year, and I want a new bicycle. Yours truly, little Johnny. Well, little Johnny knew this wasn't totally honest, so he tore it up and he tried again. Dear Jesus, I thought about being a good boy this year, and can I have a new bicycle? <laughs> Signed, Little Johnny. Well, Little Johnny looked deep down into his heart, which, by the way, was what his mother was really wanting him to do. He crumpled up the letter, and he threw it in the trash can, and he went running outside. He aimlessly wandered about, depressed because of the way he treated his parents and really considered his actions. He finally found himself in front of a Catholic church. Little Johnny went inside and knelt down, looking around, not knowing what he should really do. And little Johnny finally got up and began to walk out the door and was looking at all the statues. All of a sudden, he grabbed a small one and ran out the door. He went home, hid it under his bed, and he wrote this letter. Jesus, I've broken most of the Ten Commandments, shot spit wads in school, tore up my sister's Barbie doll, and lots more. I'm desperate. I've got your mama. If you ever want to see her again, give me a bike. Signed, you know who. Amen. So, that's for y'all crazies out there to read that. We have given you, we have placed uh, prayer handkerchiefs, we have placed uh, things in your hands regarding scripture of healing. And one of our young men in the services today uh, was taken out because of illness, and so in Jesus' name, he is healed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We gave you the sevenfold exchange of the cross this month. Each week, we're gifting you songs, and in these songs, very prophetic. But today, in finishing the series called Being an Overcomer, 
we're talking about overcoming the lie of sickness, I'm going to show you how to receive your gift from God. The Lord is speaking to the church today and is saying to the church today, I have come and I have died and I rose again and today receive everything that I have promised you. The Christmas story is God coming to earth in human form. The gift that was given is plural, first salvation, second of all healing. So let's talk about the difference between healing and a miracle. Very easily understood, healing is a process that many of us go through. Miracles are instantaneous. Some, you are going to receive a miracle today. Some, you will begin a process of your healing today. The process consists of a daily believing and walking through obedience in the area of your healing. Wherever you are at, whatever is going on in your life, healing and a miracle is not dependent on how good you are or how great you are in your giftedness. It is all about Jesus who came in human form, lived a perfect life, and died for you and took stripes upon his back for you. You receive it through faith. So my gift to you is showing you the process today. Because the miracle will happen because God has ordained the miraculous. I believe with all my heart prophetically that the miraculous is going to happen in much more uh, areas of our life, that we're going to see miraculous things in every area of our life, <clears throat> not just physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, that miraculous things are going to turn around things that you dreamed about, but you never really believed that it was going to take place. But God is such a loving, caring God, he is going to do it for you. So the first thing in process, we had talked in this series, ready? It's the holidays, poor diet and lifestyle. In Romans 8, verse 11, it says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Yesterday, I had Kalima burger french fries. Mm-mm-mm. He gives life to our physical bodies. What I am saying to you in the process, you begin to pray for physical grace. In other words, you say, Holy Spirit, change my desires. Change my desires. He will give you new desires. Some of us struggle in areas of our life, and I want to say to you today that what God will do through his grace through faith, he will change your desires. Sometimes our desires are to be angry at certain people because they don't do what they really should do. 
but he's going to change your desires instead of that, that you begin to pray and to believe God that God will touch their heart, will touch their soul, and there will be a change in their life too. Until then, he's changed your desires that you walk in love towards those people. Some of you are dreading December 25th because you have to sit at the same dinner table with that person. You are breaking in this process the addictions over your body and you ask for grace to change. There are addictions, there are things that we struggle with. You can change. And it's through God's grace. The second thing we talked about is forgiveness and walking in grace removes stress. When we walk in forgiveness and walk in grace, it heals us. Because unforgiveness is torture, we found out. We need to get to a place in our life that we understand (laughs) that Jesus Christ is absolutely Lord of our life, of our bodies. Third of all, in this process, through spiritual covering and connection to the body of Christ. Through spiritual covering. Many people walk alone, but they have many friends. Many people um, are spiritual, but they're not as spiritual as they can be because they're not under a covering. They, They struggle with being under something. In the process of what we're talking about in this Christmas season, my gift to you is this, is that you learn to come under a mission. You learn to come under the blessings of the Lord and allow the very thing that Jesus came, the very thing that we celebrate Christmas for to manifest in your life because change manifests in our hearts We have gifts of healings. We talked about, and we will in a little bit, that we are the body of Christ, and the body of Christ heals itself. Many of you function in the gifts of healings. Some of you walk in the gifts of healings. Some of you have been ordained to walk in the gifts of healings, but you haven't because there's hurt in your heart, and there's struggle in your heart, and you struggle being the body of Christ. When you're around a group of people, you struggle with that, not because of your personality, but because you've been hurt and people have rejected you. And you have come to a place that even your own giftedness does not pour out of you to others. The body heals itself. In James chapter 5, says, as anyone among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Because we struggle with being under authority, being under spiritual authority and covering, we don't receive the ministry of an elder. And because we don't receive a ministry of an elder, because that elder is not perfect. Amen. 
Amen. The elder's not perfect. Though we don't receive the anointing that has been ordained or placed upon them and appointed even by a pastor, the reality is, is that when the anointing takes place, when the oil is, is placed on the forehead or wherever uh, people do with an elder, the problem is, is honor does not take place. And because honor is not there, then the power and the process of healing where the body heals itself does not manifest. And we struggle day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year in the same situations that we have. Today we're going to call for the elders of the church at the conclusion of my message. And then there's going to be a prophetic song sung over you. And we'll come back together and we'll rejoice in the things of God. But the reality is, is my gift to you is this, is that you really understand how important you and I are in the kingdom of God and the body of Christ. You, the church, me, the church. That we are in this together. And because we're in this together and we have faith and love and honor to one another, accepting one another, what happens is that the power, the process of this healing manifests in such a secure, powerful way. Does God do miracles? Absolutely. Do we continue to believe for miracles? Absolutely. But see, God ordained that the body heal itself. That we take the giftedness and the the importance that we have as, as a church, especially during this Christmas season, with all the busyness. Some of us are exhausted, but you're at church. You're faithful. You're here. You're exhausted. There are others that are at home because they're exhausted because they they have to wrap presents. Oh, that's so important, having to wrap presents. My wife wraps presents. I wrap three this year. Or I pay someone else to wrap it. (laughs) but see the reality the reality is is you are so vital to the kingdom of God there are some sicknesses that only are cured is when we make an overt gesture that we are submitted to spiritual authority I'm rubbing at some people's doctrines today because I'm a firm believer is that God doesn't give gifts just to fail all the time. And it just seems to me in the church today, I'm talking about the the universal church today, that there's a lot of people who are gifted and their giftedness is not functioning. It's failing to do what it was called and anointed to do. So what am I saying? No matter what I am going through, I'm going to be committed to this body. I'm going to be committed to believing and praying for you. There are some times we need to confess our sin to one another. Not all the time. The scripture doesn't tell us, you know, you have to, in order to be forgiven, you have to go to the church and tell the person sitting next to you all your failures, all your sin. No, that's not what scripture is telling us. 
but there are times to come under because we struggle in areas of our life that we commit ourselves to the spiritual authority and we will talk to them about these things. And that then we will pray and then that process begins to bring you deliverance from a bondage that has even maybe clung to generations before you. Confess your faults that you might be healed. 1 John 1.9 says that we are to confess our sin to the Lord. He's faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sin. So anytime we do sin, we confess it to the Lord. That's really who forgives. But the process is sometimes we just struggle in life. And we need just someone to grab our arm and just to say, hey, I'm with you. I believe in you, even though you've messed up at times. Because sometimes there are things that are blocked in the spiritual realm, and we need to talk to that spiritual authority about life. And the reason why it's blocked, let me tell you why most of the reasons why situations in our life are blocked is because we are disconnected. We are disconnected to the body of Christ. We, we, we love it. We love the, the special events. We love the dinners. Uh, Friday night in the Spanish ministry had that amazing dinner. It was just fabulous, the time together. And, and we, we gathered together. But I, I want to tell you the disconnection that is there. That's why we have OSL discipleship. That's why we have more than conquerors, freedom ministries. That's why we have biblical advice. That's why we have Bible studies, to be connected, to be equipped for the work of our process. How many of you are in process today? Yeah. If you didn't raise your hand, uh, then I need to go over this again. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> We're all in process. Matthew 18, 19, look at this. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Well, we believe the same thing. That's not agreement. Well, well, we work at the same place. That's not agreement. Agreement is a powerful understanding of that I belong to you, you belong to me, we're the body of Christ, and together with Jesus that we can do all things. And that's what agreement is. And so, so when I look at you, and, and sometimes some of us here, me included, are a little bit weird sometimes. We do things that are not like we're used to. And, and so then we're, we're, well, you know, we're not really connected. Yeah, you are. You're connected. You're the body of Christ. So when we come together in agreement, that's why we call for the elders of the church. It's not because they're, they're any better or more powerful. They're probably more spiritual. They probably have more study in the Word of God. They should be if they're going to be elders. But the reality is, is that that we get to that place where we come in agreement and we really believe in one another. And we desire to take our gifts and be a blessing. You see, that's the gift that's been given to us, that we are born again. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And now we can walk as a body of Christ and allow the healing, the power of God move in and through us because we're in agreement. That we stand together. The reason why Jesus makes that promise to two people 
is he doesn't want us alone. You're never alone if you're connected with the body of Christ because that leads you to Christ. See, the wolf is always looking for the lone sheep to devour or the one, the lone sheep that has a secret life. We need to be delivered. We talked about doctors and medicine. We have doctors in the house today. Chiropractors, therapists, etc. They're so needed in the body of Christ. That is gifting that God has given people in their hands, in their mind, in their ability, the medicine. It is so powerful. And, and we, you know, for a season there, the church came against almost, really, a lot of them do because they didn't understand it properly, came against medicine, came against doctors. Laughter doeth good like medicine. Medicine came from God. Medicine can be abused. Because the only thing I want to say about that in your process is we are an over-medicated society. I would just say be wise. Be wise. Hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. The question regarding medicine, have you noticed many side effects of medicine? They'll advertise medicine on TV for 10 seconds, and for 45 seconds, they talk about the side effects. And you know, if you really read most of them, a lot of them say, sudden death may occur. Oh, great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's pretty scary, isn't it? but we believe in doctors and the giftedness. We have a brother in the Lord that, that uh, late last night, early this morning, had, had open heart surgery. Phil Trujillo. Been on the phone and texting and all that with Caroline and the family. And we, many have been to the hospital and everything. 99% blockage in one of the arteries. God's grace was sufficient, and the power of the, the medical system took care of the situation. Could God, could God do a miracle? Absolutely, he could. Absolutely, he could. But medicine is good. So through prayer, the next is through prayer and meditation upon the word and confession, it is so so important that we understand prayer. And when I talk about meditation, when I talk, I'm talking about spending time in the Word of God, and literally it's talking about repeating the Word of God and saying the Word of God over and over and over. Because a lot of times we repeat the symptom instead of repeating the Word that heals. And, and so a lot of people are meditating they're, they're speaking over and over and over and over and over and over the symptom instead of speaking over and over and over and over the process of the Word of God. And so I encourage you this Christmas season, instead of, you know, we all have that in our families. We all have situations in our families. We all have people that are not nice in our families. And if you are a family that doesn't have that, you are blessed and someone must have been praying. And have gone through their process. But if, if you're on that other half, I want you to understand 
that you just stop repeating the symptom of your family and start repeating the word of God that God loves all in your family and that salvation is for your family, your whole household. That when you become born again, there is a process of you becoming the body of Christ and you can heal the body of your family by bringing them to the body of Christ in salvation and healing can manifest. Are you with me today? Wouldn't that be the greatest Christmas present ever? That everybody came together in your family and were in agreement. Different personalities, different likes. Some like Coke, some like Diet Coke. You know, some like hamburgers, some like whatever. But the reality is, is that you come together in the purposes of that you are the body of Christ. And everything that you do, everything that you come to a place in your life is that your desire is that God's will will manifest in those that are close to you. Amen? And when they do prosper, as we talked in this series, what happens? You rejoice with them. You don't rejoice with them and put your hand out. Well, I prayed for you. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I'd rather trust God for my prosperity than trust man. How about you? Yeah. So, so the reality is, is that when we get to a place of prayer and meditation upon the word and confession, that we can really begin to do great things in the kingdom. That's why on January 5th, we have our worship and prayer g- gathering, a prophetic time that our prayer is going to be in the midst of our worship, and that we're going to move together as a body of Christ, and we're going to see the healing power of God move in process and also miraculously. And then we're going to come together after beginning that on January 6th and, and Dr. Mila is going to be speaking to us and prophetically speaking to us. And in that day, we begin our fast, our Daniel fast. And uh, we'll be talking more about that, giving you more insight through that. Many of you have already done that, but there's a new thing that God is calling the church Fasting is vital for the body of Christ. We want all that we have been believing for. There's going to be needing some fasting to take place. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Speak the word over your body. The power of life and death is in your tongue. What you say Many people, oh, it's not really true. What you say will come to pass. Bless your body. I'm not talking about going in front of a mirror and saying, you look good. (laughs) Talking about speaking the word over your body. Amen. Do you comprehend the vastness of God? the huge vastness of who God is and the wisdom and the knowledge that he has. All wisdom, all knowledge is God. All love is God. Divine health is God. And when we, as a body of Christ, during this Christmas season, just say, you know, I've tried it the other way and it ain't working. So I'm going to try it God's way now. And if I struggle in an area, I'm going to go wrap my arm around someone in the body of Christ. 
And you know, sometimes you might wrap your arm around someone who's having a problem just like you. And so you're button heads. You know, I, I struggle, you struggle. But when we get to the place of understanding that we're anointed and we have such amazing giftedness that we can love and just really rejoice in one another. <clears throat> I'm almost done here. Matter of fact, Pastor Dan, why don't you go ahead and make your way up here, please? <clears throat> Luke ten nineteen says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I'm going to finish by answering a question. Why does God heal? I mean, literally, why does God heal? Well, because we have faith. Why does God heal? Well, because uh, uh, he knows better. <laughs> Why does God heal? Well, because um, I go to Valley. Um, why, do, why does God heal? Because I teach Sunday school. No. Because God the Father, God the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, loves us. Bottom line. Even in your quirks, even in your stuff, God heals. Because he loves you. Matthew 14, 14 says, When Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and he healed their sick. Pastor, let's make it personal. Why would he heal me? Because he loves you and you're part of his family. You're part of the body of Christ. Why did I ask Pastor Dan to come up here? Because there's a, there's a, a unique anointing in Pastor Dan. That for years, people who stood in the same office that I stood in did not receive the gift that, the, that God gave the man of God. And for years, I believed in this man. I believed in who he was. Some of you have heard his testimony. I'm not going to talk about his testimony. One day he'll probably share it again. God transformed his life. God changed him. Did Pastor Dan through the years have a little bit of quirkiness sometimes? Ask Keiko. I'm not going to answer that. But let's, let's focus now. There's an anointing on the man of God. That's why I stand down there, even though if there's a focus of ministry in my life, it is a focus of healing. But I understand the body of Christ. And I understand the anointing that's on the man of God and the 
place that he's put into the ministry of that. That's why I have him call for the elders of the church. When we receive the gift of God, when we receive what God has said through people's lives, what happens is the body of Christ heals itself through the powerful work of the cross of Jesus Christ because he made us the body of Christ. So may I say to you, Merry Christmas and receive your healing today. Some of you will receive a miracle today and some of you will begin a process. But if you walk in that process, loving one another, I promise you, it will end. That process will come to fruition with a divine work that you will recover. Pastor Dan, will you call for the elders of the church?